This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer! Richard, I'm we back. Mi- <laughs> yes, we've missed you, my dear. How was, where were you? You were to Montana. How was that? It was amazing. We had a wedding in, um, in uh, Bozeman, and then we went to your Big Sky. We went to Yosemite. Wow, you went to Yosemite. Did you, by the way? And then we stayed in Jackson Hole and climbed oh. Jackson Hole. Wow, how fabulous. Uh, you didn't create any sparks there, did you? Because I, I, apparently the Yellowstone's on fire now. Um, <laughs> no, I did not. Listen, you know, we, lo- we love I trees. Watch, I, have, I cannot, I mean, I can't even, I have no idea what, like, I, I don't watch the news, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it's as soon as you left, I saw that you know Yosemite has anyway. I hope actually some fires going on there at the time, but we didn't see any. We might have just escaped it before. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, you know, I I gotta tell you, I had a very unusual chat the other day with a friend of mine who lives up in Washington. And I mean, she's not a medium, but every now and then she has access to a friend, a mutual friend on the flip side. And she said, you know, I'm getting a message from her, our friend, our mutual friend, Melinda. Okay. Sorry. Her her name is Melinda. You know, I wasn't planning on talking to her, but I I might as well. Here we are. Uh, Melinda, do you want to come forward and talk to us? trying to get my hold on one second I'm trying now oh, it's because i have it upside down I'm trying to get my apple pencil to my ipad <laughs> <laughs> yes all right hold on um and what you said her name is what melinda M- melinda and by the way luana if you have other people that we need to speak to that's fine she says there's like three and she oh, says there's two of, them, two of them like recently passed i think I'm not sure. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to really quickly, Luana, can I ask Melinda a really quick question? Go ahead. All right. Well, I'm just letting you know the lead singer of Coldplay just showed up. I know he's not dead. I get that. Chris Martin. Okay. So something might be pertaining to Chris Martin, or I know I used to always associate Steve Jobs with Chris Martin because of what he did at his funeral. Um, I always associate him with my kids' preschool because his his child went to preschool with my kids. And Apple, we, it, yeah, and we used to see Apple around. Sometimes he was there. I don't. I never got a chance to talk to him. And then he's friends with uh, Doctor Sedegi, a good good pal of mine. Um, well, Luana, who needs to talk to us first? I mean, I I, I, I talk to Melinda. All right. So can can Melinda just step in for a second, Melinda? What was up with this conversation that you had through our friend, mutual friend, Patrice? That's the question. Patrice is on the planet. Melinda's not. Um, about, I'm just seeing, she's just showing me land. So maybe about what we were talking about with, um, with what's happening. I don't know if I've seen this before. I don't know. I feel like she was giving her heads up about something. Exactly right. I can't even say that. Exactly right. So she was giving her, it felt like a warning to Patrice. Was it a warning, Melinda? That's the question. And it had to do with nature and it had to do with stuff that she was showing her. 
Was there anything? Okay, I'm getting flooding. So is there flooding? What? Yes, there was a flooding was involved. Did we ever discuss this? No, we haven't discussed this at all. She was, and, and my friend Patrice said she's talking about a tsunami. Okay, you know, and you know me, I'm not about right. You fear. know those kinds of fear-based. It just has to do with global warming because I'm seeing things pop okay. up. Okay, that's exactly what I fires, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's she showed me the reef. Like I've mentioned this probably in the last couple of podcasts after going to Bonaire, seeing all the reef dying. You know, yeah. boy, oh, have I been in nature recently? So uh, let me let me clarify because Patrice said that she heard Melinda saying to her, "Listen, listen, 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 listen." Now I just wanted to know: Did you repeat the word "listen" because she wasn't hearing you, or were you repeating it because you thought it was so important to emphasize? Listen to what's happening to the planet, and she's showing me your heart, like so. If you feel like I mean, she's showing me how I felt when I went into the water, like seeing all the like it was beautiful white, but that means it was dead, right? All the sand that was everywhere, and how you know what what's happening to the planet. Just give me a second. Your heart connects to Gaia. Your heart connects to the planet, and so if you feel like something's off, or you feel like something is not right, like I did when I went in the water, yeah. times that by like a hundred thousand of like. So let me, and also let me clarify, because I asked Patrice to ask you, is this a, is this something that we have to worry about right away or sometime in the future? And she got like three, I think four years into the future, but I don't know if it was a specific event where Patrice is living, you know, almost like a tsunami happening after an earthquake or a fire or what, or what is she? Does Patrice live up north? Yeah, she does. Um, every year there's fires and some, like every year there's things going on, but she said, I just feel it getting worse. Like it's going to get worse. Like they're going to happen close together. So the fires and the slides. You know? Okay. I see. Oh yeah. And the slides, which cause tsunamis, you know, icebergs falling off into the ocean. Um, Earthquakes can cause the same thing. I just, we should have been learning about this the last hundred years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Now, Melinda, do you want to say anything to your friends and and uh, pals like me? I'm your pal. She says she loves. She says you guys have chats in your dream state. She showed me like you on a chair having a chat with her, and then she gave you a big hug. She gave you very a sweet, big giant hug, and she says that um, settle down. Everything's gonna be okay. She loves your work, what you're doing. She says somebody's got to do it. Um, <laughs> Was she a skeptic at one point? Well, I got to say, I knew Melinda in Rome when we went to college there together. And unfortunately, she passed a couple of years after we went to school together. And we were close friends in San Francisco. She's very artsy. She feels very artsy or like something with art. Very, very creative and, and a great lover of trees. I've heard her talk about trees, about hugging trees and connecting to trees. Out from the flip side. It says that's what you should be listening to. Nature or mm -hmm. specifically. And hold on. And do you have something of hers, like a coin, or do you have like something of hers? It's very possible. It's very possible. We were very close pals and we do you ever play chess with her? 
<laughs> well, that might be something that we do on the flip side. I don't know. Playing chess, that sounds hilarious. I, you know, I do, okay. chess, but I don't remember playing it with her. It might not be her. It could be somebody else's coming through. Because like, I feel like I'm talking to her, but then somebody else could be showing me, like, playing. Oh, hold on. Who did you play chess with that passed away? Was it um, who had you on TV? Sorry. Oh, you mean Charles Grodin or Merv or someone like that? Should, okay. uh, you know, it's funny. Chess, of course, and I, I was a big chess fan. Chess has such a metaphor for so many different things, how the pieces fit. I know. His chess game, though, feels like it's with music. Um, All right. So let's let's table this for a second. Melinda, thank you so much for clarifying that because it, it came through and Patrice was freaking out. Do I have to move out of Seattle? Um, and Luana, thank you for bringing Melinda uh, forward, who passed away, I think, 1978. Hey, um, I feel like Melinda will move anyway. There's something about that. Oh, Patrice won't move anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I think she moved up there to get away from what she thought was, you know, climate change. And, there, you know, it's following her. But Luana, you do have people. And I know I only have Jennifer for a short time today. So, Lou, who wants to talk to us? That's all right. We appreciate it. Okay. Show me the number three. <laughs> and then I got shown the Trinity. Um, hold on. Trinity. Oh, she made me. There's three people. Yeah. So start with number one, Lou. Is it a guy or a girl? Put them in the chair. She showed me Elvis, but it's not. It's she showed me the movie again for some reason, um, and she showed me the ending. I mind you, I have not seen it. I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> um, it's on my list. It's allowed. It's allowed. Um. Oh, all right. So let's just clarify. Lou, is Elvis the first person you want us to chat with about Elvis? About Elvis. All right. So let's talk about this. Elvis, uh, I've just recently come to the awareness that he was a guy who, who was into or read about the flip side, who was who was focused on reincarnation. I didn't know this about him, but, but somebody showed me some books and that he had a passionate, you know, and Priscilla has mentioned this, that he had a, a like a guru. I can't remember the name of the guru, but there was somebody that is that what he wants to talk about? Yeah, that's interesting. I it it is. And so what was it? So, so the reason why he, I can understand now, he, I was being shown not, I was being shown Elvis, but it had, but it was also the person that was in the movie. That was the one that I was shown, not the, not the one that's over there. And so like a past life situation actually is kind of interesting. It's kind of showing something like that. Um, he was always fascinated by it because he knew some of his songs came from that came from came like, from well came from but of course he was not writing them he was singing them but you can imagine then maybe he had a connection to uh, as a singer had you ever sung in a previous lifetime elvis let's just ask you that yeah <laughs> that was an unusual reaction well, why is because i got some boat uh beethoven excuse me 
I got oh, no like a classical era. Let's start with yeah. that classical era. A singer, yeah. a singer, or or a composer. Singer, but he feels more female-like. Okay, that's allowed. And so, opera. Are we talking opera and coloratura and? Opera is what I received. Okay, and so opera, and so, and what century are we talking about? Are we talking about Beethoven time, like uh, 18th century? Or 17th century, 18th century, 19th century? 1782 or around that time. Like All right, 17. and let's just focus in on a part of Europe, I'm going to guess. It was in Europe, is that's the question? And if so, where in Europe or... I don't know if it's Belgium. I don't, I'm like that's, that. That is a country in here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Brussels, Belgium. Um, and royalty was it? Were you singing for? Were you singing for big audiences or or like privately or were you were you sort of famous in your own right? That's the question. Famous in his own right. In okay, her in her own right. Very good. And, yeah, she. I felt like she entertained the court. And if you could, can you recall the name, the first name of this singer begins with the letter what? Feels hmm. like a C, like Corinne or Corian, something like that. Corinne or Karina or something. Okay, a C. And, you know, those are things you can look up. Belgian singer, seven. Yeah, C-O-R-R-I-N-E, Corinne. And yeah. your last name, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, what was the name that they knew you by? Begins with the letter. It almost feels like Ersnick or Elsh, like E L C H something. I don't know. T I C Ersnick. Elsnick. Yeah, it's possible. You know, I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, so, you know, the idea of looking this stuff up sometimes, sometimes it really happens where you and I discuss a name and then I look it up and it's like, ah, you know, there's the name, yeah, which is mind bending. And it might be related to that. So, but the point. Oh, and everybody that has tuning in for the first time. There we go. Luana, oh, Melinda. It's what I'm looking at. And uh, Corinne. So why, why did you want to come forward and talk about that? Elvis, just to talk about. Yeah, I just got shown how everybody's feeling everything right now from every different, you know, from every, it's like one big empath walking along the earth right now. So We're, like the veil is disappearing and more people are feeling and connecting, correct. correct? Correct. And so a lot of times your reactions to certain situations might not be from here, they might be from the past. So, so like if you were somebody who used to perform and then you get nervous when you're approaching a stage, that might apply to your journey at work or something where you're afraid to get up and speak in front of people. Right. And right. so you're, are you saying that that's something to examine or is it, or are you saying we should examine this kind of uh, research into the flip side? Just ask about it or go have a past life regression or do, okay, they're getting me like, Go meet your counsel with you. Go have a yeah. counsel talk. Yeah. No, like go like start the audible you, version of the council book. So soon, soon to be out there in the world. Really? And everybody, how they can talk to the council. They don't need me. 
They could yes, use- but you and I both do that. But sometimes it is some. Yes, they do. I it's <laughs> it's a great benefit to talk to you. You help me so much with my dad with like you being the non medium, but. You know that's not true. You get visited all the time. I'm the nudge medium. Let's put it that way. I'm the guy who just loves to ask questions. I, I'm relentless. All right, Lou, back to you, my dear. And uh, Elvis, you're always welcome. And if you have more to add, please do. Lou, you got two more people that you want to try, want us to pull in here. Who do you want? And they don't have to be famous, obviously. They could be anybody. But Lou, who's second up? Okay, I wouldn't know this person. I feel like he just passed away. Oh. Have we talked to the guy who, the godfather, who was in the godfather? Marlon, Marlon Brando? No, the other James. Uh, oh, James Kahn. James Kahn. Oh, okay. No, the, and our, our podcast two weeks ago, he had just passed away. And I know we invited him. And we also agreed that it was too early. Because it was literally that morning. So um, does yeah. James does James want to speak? Yeah, he just raised his hand. He's actually that's pretty funny. Yes. It, it is pretty funny. Um, so James, just to clarify, what was it who was there to greet you when you crossed over? If you don't mind me asking, this is the process. I'm gonna ask you the same question I ask everybody. So My mother, father, kid, like he's just showing me family, a huge family. The Godfather times, like, you know, the huge <laughs> family times like 20. Um, he says it was endless, endless amounts of people that love me, past, present, and future. And how did you find Luana and this venue to converse, converse with us? How did that happen? I'm the first guy you mentioned from what's his name? From Marlon Brando. Okay, so seeing Marlon. And so how did that, well, if you don't mind, the conversation that you guys had, was Marlon saying, hey, check this out. You might check this out. You can have a conversation. It's so funny. Can I tell you this? Maybe you have to like not say it on air, though. Um, he showed me a triangle between James Caan, Jack Nicholson, and um, Marlon Brando. So the three of them, well, look, your higher self is up there. So no, I know, I know they were trying to get Jack to come up too, but it's just funny that they said that. <laughs> well, so there you go. And so James, uh, I, I know that Jennifer doesn't know your connection to Luana or how Luana or the, but is that, but is that the connection with Marlon Brando? Did That's correct. Know? No, she, she, Luana's voice appears in the Godfather. She plays the nurse, the voice of the nurse who moves Marlon Brando out of the hospital. And that's because Francis Coppola directed her in his first film, Dementia 13. So she was one of the stars of that film. So she was close to Francis, close enough that he called her up and said, even though he didn't have her play the nurse, he had her come in and, and revoice the nurse. So she's in like three or four scenes. So that's the connection between... James and Luana, which is Francis. So James, what was it like when you, so what's it like for you? What's your, what's your impression of what we're doing? Are you seeing us? Like he bent a spoon, like mind bending. He says, he laughs when you say it. it's mind bending. Um, 
he always felt it. And he said the couple of days before he passed, he really felt it. He really felt the other side. Uh-huh. He said, actually, for the last, oh, last couple of months, he knew he was going to pass. Like there was, he knew he was going to pass. I, I'm sorry. I don't even know what he passed from. I'm pretty sure it was the big C. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. It was a uh, myocardial infarction, you know, heart attack, heart, heart issues. And so, so knowing that you were going to cross over and what, so what was the first impression that you got that there was something going on or was it something you always believed in? There would be something more. Mm. He says, I never thought it could be this spectacular with colors and sounds and voices and, um, he's just like appreciating art is just a whole different level. Um, it was a child's play down here, you know. Um, it was absolutely the most amazing presence, like a gift that just fell on me when I landed there of love. These of love. Shot, like sparkles and just. Um, he's taking me through it. Sorry, I'm close. You know, I close. That's okay. I know, and it's great to hear because people want to know, you know, what's it like? And so you're describing a beautiful, wonderful sensation of reconnecting to whatever, however that plays out. And I asked him, did you have fear? And he said, no, the opposite. The second, and he showed me, like, the second you step into that realm, he said, he goes, you're you know everything all at once but you don't then it's like spend it's like taking time and then making it go like this to dive into it you know but um expanding time yeah you get the essence of your life your purpose your loves He's like, that's the crazy part. He's like, there's no wrong love. Beautiful. I wasted so much time in my head thinking that I did some things, you know, I probably shouldn't have done. But when you get over here, you're reminded that you charted that (laughs) for growth on earth. Wow. You charted that for growth on earth. So do you feel like you completed what you had set out to do, James? Was it, was this kind of the journey that you had in mind or was it much? Cause it, you really changed a lot of people's lives. You affected a lot of people. He said he got five stars. <laughs> he got five stars. Did you get a standing ovation when you got home? He said, my family came first and he said, then what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Jennifer censors herself. She's hearing it and she's like, What? What? You- and then I walked over to the talk show with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. So what a funny thing. So let's clarify. Are you are you referencing something you heard about that Jennifer and I had, had a conversation when Charles Groton <laughs> walked Onto the flip side, he was on a talk show and Jimi Hendrix was hosting. I mean, is that something you are aware of because they told you about it, or is that something that happened? No, 
That's something that happened to him. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And so who was in the audience? So you're looking, you're talking to Jimmy and and this Charles Grodin mentioned the same thing. And Chuck, who had been on the Tonight Show. And- interesting. He's like, this is your life review. You go over, you sit with Jimi Hendrix, you know, <laughs> and you get your life review. They ask wow. Wow. Kind of like, you know, and they play on a big screen, like everything you've done. Get like, and the more adventurous and the more colors and the more drama. He's like, yeah, I want to. He's like, yeah, I got a standing ovation for a long time. Oh, wow. Time doesn't exist, so I can exaggerate and make it longer. So, <laughs> was there anyone you were surprised to see in the audience or surprised to see? Other than Jimmy, I mean, that must have been a little bit odd. He says, I was surprised to see every actor, every worker on the sets, every script writer, everybody I've ever worked with was there. That is me. Wow. Yeah. And then wow. he said, there's something with his mom. What about, yeah, what would you like to say to members of your family on behalf of your mom? What's that? You didn't see her right away. Um, and why was that? Show me again. Hold on. Wow, it's just so interesting because he's trying to show me something how she's more inside of him than outside of him. You know, like she was there the whole time, but it wasn't somebody that was separate from him. Oh, that's interesting. So he was almost like they were almost two people at the same time. Something like that so close that you're not even aware that she's not apart from you until you realize where's mom. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. So much from her. He says, I learned so much from her. And what, what would, it was like, we were one over there. Like what would be something you could tell your, I don't know of your family members, but what would be something you would in pain? I'm sorry. I'm not in pain. You're not in pain. There was nothing they could have done. I knew something like this was going to happen. He goes, I technically said all my goodbyes. And is there, so that would be something, I guess that was my question. What would be something that you could tell them that only they would know? And the fact that you said your goodbyes, they would know that. You see, we wouldn't know that. We have no way of knowing that. But that would be something that they directly would know that you did say goodbye to them on some level. He was so lucky to have had the time that he had with them before he passed. That's well, James, I'm not going to bum rush you. You're always welcome here. But Luana, you had one more person, and I know we're kind of bumping up on out of time. Um, is there is this somebody else that you wanted to pull forward? Luana. Luana herself. Okay. And go ahead. What did you want to talk about? Oh, She's saying thank you to the both of us. But she's watching over your daughter. She's showing me, <laughs> like, watching over her and having a splendid time with her. And she's doing all of our favorite spots, she says. That's, a, that's so cool. And did she take some of Luana with her? Did, did she? Take I, I think that's the same thing James is talking about, which is, you know, when you're part of somebody. Yeah. Always she's with them. 
because there she was she just sent me a picture of a dinner she had with Luana, which is my cousin's daughter. Her name is Luana. He met Luana and he named his daughter after her. And she's got a baby on the way. And so there was Luana and Olivia Luana in the same room that we were all there together, you know, 30 years ago. She was there. So it's so lovely. It's so sweet to say. And so, Lou, I also wanted to ask you, I had an unusual dream the other night where you and I were having a conversation. And I remember literally like trying doing this. Lou, it's me. It was almost like you were you. So what was that dream about? It was like you were sort of saying, you know, move on or keep going, whatever. I don't know what that was about, but I was trying to get your attention. Yeah, she was trying to tell you. You're not ready because <laughs> it had to do with you being there. or Yeah, on the like, planet or as opposed to off the planet? You're not going to be like, okay, let me make sure I'm getting this right. <laughs> not leaving the planet. Okay, let's put it that way. You're not leaving the planet anytime soon. But you're, he, she says it was, it was your subconscious, your fear. Like you I know, see. Okay, okay. I see. Like, like a projection. She says it, it was actually quite entertaining. Because they were learning from it. <laughs> yeah. so, and I can imagine that being entertaining because I saw her very specifically as a certain age and time and everything else. And I was talking to her and I was trying to get her attention. I was trying to get her to like respond to what I was saying. And I literally grabbed her shoulders and was like, Lou, it's me. You know, and it was just a funny thing. And then I so then when I woke up, I thought, well, it was that my projection. So that's what she's clarifying. That projection. was my projection. All right. So let's go back to James Kahn. Lou, I know you and I, we have a great story. It's hilarious. James, is there anything else you want? How much? I only got a few minutes, right? Um, yeah, we only have a couple. We have a, we have four more minutes. <laughs> okay. James, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. James, is there anything else you want to pass along to your family or your friends or to Francis? Because you did a couple of movies with Francis. Yeah. Tell them I'm still working. (laughs) And on the next chapter, the next life, that we'll all be a part of. (laughs) I'm like with a shitty plan. He goes, no, I'm going to take us back, you know, back. (laughs) Like almost back in time before that happened. Like I'm getting like... I'm getting like the, you know, Peaky Blinders, that era. Oh, um, interesting. You know, maybe that kind of storyline. Any message for our friend, our mutual friend, Fred Roos? That's a friend of Luana's and a friend of James, who's on. Tom, Tom, if he doesn't quit doing what he's doing, working-wise, stress-wise, or something with Fred's, like. Yeah, he he's producing quit. movies. Yeah, he says he's going to end up like me. He needs to figure that out. <laughs> All right, tell him to relax a little bit more. Meditate? Is that something you want him to do, James? He's like, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true. It's, he just showed me three people trying to lasso his brain to stop because it's so all over the place. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know who he is. I didn't know he was. No, you don't. And so, well, let's ask James. James, Luana, we have all you guys, pals together. Luana wrote a screenplay about the old days. And Jennifer and I have talked about that in the past. And Lou, is there any advice you want me to to give me about that? Because Fred and I talked. To- it just has to get in the right hands. She says. Okay, guess it. And can you help Fred do that? If he settles down, yes. 
Okay, very good. Because I, of course, I, you know, very hard for me to get anything into anybody's hands these days. But also, and our your friend Robert Town has uh, asked me to say hello and sends his love. Oh, they love him. Hira's still manning his, like, it's so cute. His post, manning his post. That's funny. Um, and, of course, for those tuning in for the last time, Hira is Robert Town's dog on the flip side, who's had a number of conversations with us to tell us that he's it's there. Made him believe, it's made him believe in the afterlife. He goes, why would I talk to people when I have Hira? <laughs> That's exactly um, right. Okay. Came, there's something that just came through though real fast and I can't quite make it out. A male or female? No. They'll come to me later. It just is one of those things that's zip by. Lou, anything else you want to pass along to your fans over here who enjoy our class and write to me? Love, love. And if you know, oh yeah, it was his birthday. Robin. So Robin Williams, yes. Robin, we'll give you the last what word. Do, what do you have to do to get in the front? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got to what to get in the front? Well, yeah. Robin, you, you get the last word. Go ahead. James, James Conn just went like that and walked away. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. You're always welcome. Oh, that's what it was. If you know how loving and kind the other side is, then speak to them. Open up your mind. Open up your heart. Know that there's nothing that you could have done wrong to keep them away. And even if you feel like you did, that's going to keep you away from them. Wow. That's very good. That's why James came through today. That's why he wanted to make sure that we knew how spectacular it is for them to be on the other side. So why don't we show the love here, like the love they feel over there? And you can, by opening that up, you open up that. Beautifully said, James. Thank you. We're going to give you the last word. And love, love to you, Robin. Happy birthday. We're sorry we missed your birthday. Jennifer's going to be out of town next week. And we're going to be back in weeks. But you yes. can watch this video and listen to it more than once to get all the nuggets that are inside of this one. Because it's, it's chock full of fun stuff. Anyway, we love you, Jennifer. Thank you for your gift and being available to do this. And we've been doing it for seven years, and it's hilarious that we still I, I love it. <laughs> and I do want some people to know that if you have appointments in September, I opened up a couple days in August because I figured out when my kids were going to school. Just to let people know that. So okay, I very good. And you can find Jennifer at jenniferschafer.com. You can find us at martinizone.com and hackingtheafterlife.com for the podcast. We love you madly. Thank you so much. Love, love. Love that. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, 